Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we're your source for weekly Drunken Magic the Gathering Arena content. Yeah, basically we're just regular dudes drinking irregular beer, talking about Magic the Gathering and specifically their online client Magic the Gathering Arena. Yes, it is our favorite arena to be in. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, it's the only one I've been in in a while, so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a, a different arena. Like, I guess maybe a soccer arena. Is that is that an arena? I, I'll give it to you. I guess have, I'm. Think- you ever been to a hockey game? Yes. Okay, I have been to a. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I was thinking more like an arena, like a like gladiators. You yeah. know, like well, a, you haven't been to one of those. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're a little more underground, but I'll, I'll yeah get you in contact with my guy. Yeah, sweet. I I'll join your fight club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is our Strixhaven Happy Hour episode, uh, where we basically talk about all the things we liked about Strixhaven. But first, each week we both bring a beer, we drink our own, then drink each other's, then rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, and choose the best for last. So with that, Jeff, what is on tap? All right, this week I brought a beer called Shumei. It's an India pale ale made by Blood Brothers, who've been on the show a few times now. It is a 7% beer, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, the can's kind of in classic Blood Brothers style, where it has this kind of symbol triangle symbol that, I don't know, kind of gives me the vibes of, like, some sort of glyphs, sort of like an ancient cult or something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, Shumei. I always pronounce it Shumai, I guess. I, that's what I... I would th- say Shumei, but I don't know if that's correct. I, I didn't even question it. I just thought it was Shumai, and then you said that, and I was like, oh, am I wrong? I, I could easily... I have no idea. Um, well, I guess we can find that out i don't know whatever i brought uh, i brought a beer <laughs> i brought raked over from uh wellington brewing uh it's an ipa with mango pineapple and habanero oh okay all right that's funky yeah that's basically why i got it because i was like ooh, i don't you don't see that very often uh it's 6.9 percent and there's like a bunch of shit going on in this can it's like skulls that are hops and they're flaming and then there's drinks and limes and trees and uh Yep. It's kind of what you would expect from a beer that has habanero peppers in it. Um, Yeah, it's got to be a little wild. Exactly. Magic news. All right, let's start with some fun stuff. 100-card historic brawl. All right, I don't know if you've played any of this. Uh, No, I actually forgot that that was starting this week. Yeah. Um, I missed the FNM, but, like, I joined the event to get the Japanese all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cards, right? Mm-hmm. Card styles, because that's just, I want to do anything that gives me those. But it's good. I mean, like, most of the time with these, I'm just going to, like, find a deck online. But, um, again, just like I thought, this is what Historic Brawl should be. It's a, it's a tall order to build a 100-card singleton deck for a format that might be gone in a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's good. I mean, like, I'm thinking that this is just, they're going to just make this yeah well, as soon as they announced they were testing this i was like i don't see any way this doesn't go well and doesn't kind of become a thing yeah it actually. has to, i think it just has to be like i predicted that brawl historic brawl is going to come to uh um what arena be evergreen in uh, july this is just like commander for arena right yeah historic is all cards on arena and brawl is commander yeah so i think now that it's 100 cards exactly i think that they should just make Brawl is just 100-card historic brawl is just brawl. And there's no standard. There's no there's no all this flippy floppy stuff. Make it one thing. People will love it. Uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, or even just call this commander, you know. 
like they call cube uh, arena cube they just call that a cube you know that's true so, um, i guess it is slightly different but yeah it's it's doesn't have it has a different card pool so and cube is specifically these are curated cards for this thing which is true so uh i don't but see them i, I would even prefer that, them to call it like arena commander or something just so if i'm a new player i love commander oh, and i okay. hop on arena i know what it is i guess that does make sense you're right i think you're right arena commander because people don't remember what brawl is <laughs> <laughs> that's it's not a, it's not a successful name you know it, it didn't work it did so not work wanna, it did not work you want to rebrand i think <laughs> yeah maybe maybe they should do that anyway um we'll see what happens with that but in other watsy news or things that they have done whew, this week man um, <laughs> Watsi officially announced that the uh, Worlds, so their their huge tournament, the important thing that they wanted to put their focus on, you know, pro plays dying, but they want to make sure they put focus on big tournaments, Worlds specifically, and make sure the prize pools are really juicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, instead of it being a million dollars for the prize pool, it's going to be two hundred and fifty thousand. That's uh, that's a much smaller number. That's a very much smaller number. Mm-hmm. that is it's bad <laughs> it's really bad now i was a little confused because i kind of felt like i already knew this and people were blowing up about it this week and i was like didn't they didn't we already know that so we so, had found found this out right so if you dig in magic.gg around there was some articles that already had this information up it just i guess wasn't officially announced yeah like and, i remember already reading and doing research for this show reading that there was a $250,000 tournament. Yeah, and being like, oh, that sucks. Like, oh, the other tournaments are worth more money than the biggest one? Okay, all mm-hmm. right. That's, yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. So the, anyway, the, there was an announcement that came out, and it came to everyone's attention, and it seemed like none of the pros knew about this before this last week. Um, right. And, you know, a lot of people were calling for, don't show up, bring all land decks, bring mm-hmm. the arena pre-con decks that you get when you start the game you know all that kind of stuff i'd be the guy tweeting that and then i'd bring my my a game deck <laughs> yeah, list you just, <laughs> <laughs> <Pulling it out. laughs> yeah you just bring naya spirits and just <laughs> destroy everyone i am world champion yeah <laughs> you you make like the worst card ever you make something like so rude <laughs> make a bet with my friends that i could win worlds with mm-hmm. like you know some stupid card Anyway, um, so it's been kind of a bleak, a little bleak for a pro play again. Um, I think Andre Strasky was tweeting that he just, you know, is so bummed out now. Just like, I don't really want to go now. Like, uh, right. so it, it does feel like a downer. I wish there was a better way to spin it, but I don't really feel like there is one. At the same time, like for a whatever 20 20- person tournament 24 person tournament two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money that will be going around so i get that it's not the one million they promised when they you know announced the tournament Mm -hmm. but it's still like you still have quite a lot to play for right yeah i mean like i guess if you go you get like sixty thousand or something or you can or i i don't really know how it breaks down but it's just like i'm sure first place is at least 50 yeah things 200 but still like you still have to get yourself to the place and, or, or I guess they're doing it online, but I don't know. It's, it just makes it feel like we're not serious about it. You know, it's like, Oh, other games care more. I remember there's some stat or something that like Andrea Mangucci is just one of the 
has won some of the most money out of anyone because he won that one tournament when Watsi put all the new money into the pro scene, and then that was, and then they took it out immediately after that tournament. So yeah, Andrea just has like a you know three hundred and fifty thousand dollar career earnings or something, <laughs> <laughs> putting him right at the top with people who played for like thirty years and won, yeah, won see, multiple events, and that just seems. When they made the announcement that they were killing Pro Magic, basically they were like, we just want individual tournaments to be better. Awesome. Um, let's put more money into those. Cool. And it just seems like they're doing the opposite of that. It's like We didn't really buy that, though, as the reason, did we? <laughs> we're well, going to have like, I was, super high-stakes tournaments. Yeah, so now, <laughs> now we, uh, we'll just have to see. I felt a little bit more, um, I don't know, optimistic about the next two years. No, I'm not as optimistic about the next year. <laughs> I mean, they basically told us the next year is going to be weird, right? Like, yeah, and it definitely there's nothing is to weird. qualify for really because we haven't figured that out. Yeah, so you, like you like qualify for worlds, which isn't a million dollar tournament; it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar <laughs> tournament. Yay! Yeah. Do you want to do that? Sure. Um, hey, I'm still in, man. I, I'll take fifty grand to play Magic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get there, but cool. <laughs> Whatever. I guess any money is good money, but um, I, I say they should just all go to Worlds and take our approach. Just each bring a six pack of beer to the games. Ooh, you know? that's a good <laughs> just approach. Play whatever deck they want. Don't worry too much about it. Yeah, and, uh, just have a just have a blast. Just have a blast. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah yeah. Let's let's start advocating for that. Just go have a fucking party and be trashed. I guess like. There are probably some bylaws or some rules that you're not allowed to do those things. That's <laughs> yeah, called, yeah. I've Put seen it in them your with coffee, coffee cups. Coffee cups. There you go. Yeah. Do, do the coffee like, cup. Have you never gone to lecture and t- smuggled <laughs> some alcohol? You know, like, I did all the time. Of course, I was teaching, but. <laughs> um, so this is our Strixhaven Happy Hour episode. Jeff, what is a Happy Hour episode? Happy Hour episode is when we drink some beer. And we talk about the set, kind of bid it farewell as a new set is, is about to start its preview season. So we like to talk, focus on the things we really liked about the format. But that's not all we're going to say. You know, we're not going to just say everything was awesome. But, you know, you'll hear about all the bad stuff elsewhere. We're going to tell you why Strixhaven was awesome, what it was trying to do, and whether or not it accomplished that. Exactly. It's just an hour to be happy. Exactly. Um, yeah. But that's pretty easy to do when you're talking with your buddy and drinking some beer. So... Exactly, I, I hope yeah. you're drinking some beer at home or wherever you are, uh, yeah. listener. So let's just jump right into things. Strix, Haven, big picture stuff. Where do we want to start with the big picture stuff, actually? Do you just want to start with, like, the plane or just, like, the packaging? <laughs> hey, if you liked the packaging, you know. As an arena player, I just saw that same one pack over and over. <laughs> exactly, over. yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, this is a good one. I like this one. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm going to go to a store and see all the different packaging for all the sets I've been drafting recently. I'm like, holy crap. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, maybe let's just start with Arcavios. This We're at a new plane. We've been in the new plane a couple times recently this year. Um, how do we like it? Do we like it? So I didn't learn much about Arcavios, right? The set is very much located in Strixhaven. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of the the cost, I guess, if you want to call it that. Of uh, making making all the college puns, yeah. you, you don't have a lot of card room, card space to explore uh, other areas of the plane. But I think that's kind of cool because now, if we go back to our KVOs, we can 
fig- like learn about what it is because I don't even really know what it is other than it's a place that has a school on it. And so the thing I kind of do know is that basically everyone can do magic here mm-hmm. because everyone like went to this school and then yeah, uh, then just went and became a farmer or something. But they yeah they exactly. passed through Strixhaven in their twenties and uh, learned some magic. Which I think is, I, I agree with you. I, I think it is nice that it does feel like one of the first times where we're going to a plane where it's like, we're going to stay in this one hub. Um, there's some other stuff out there. We're not going to go there, though. Um, as opposed to being like, we are on wherever, Kaladesh. And we're in the most important part of that, in the city. And Totally. I, there, there's probably more things to Kaladesh besides that, but they don't really uh, lead you into thinking that there are. And this is like, yeah, well, there's a whole race of beings that we didn't even really see or explore at all um there's a rich history that we barely got to touch there's all this stuff so um that's great i think that's cool i was happy with. yeah i think it's exciting the idea of coming back is exciting even though i don't even feel like we went to arcavios the first time yeah oh totally we're gonna come back to arcavios quote unquote Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna be excited for it because you're gonna get some references of strixhaven popping in through that but the set will be mostly a totally new exactly. entity. Yeah, I mean, like, I was saying this before, I think it would be really cool if there happened to be a hidden college that was all of the allied colors called, mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be called, Owl Roost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um... It's, uh, Nevax. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Just, like, all of it backwards. Um, but, yeah, so I am actually excited to come back to this one. I mean... I don't think there's ever a set that we leave and I'm like, I don't need to be there ever again. I don't, that doesn't really happen. I feel like most of the time I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, think I felt that way about uh, maybe Battle for Zendikar was, was a set I did not enjoy very much. But were you like, I don't want to go back to Zendikar ever again? Like, uh, I, I was don't. like, I don't want to return to Zendikar if Eldrazi are going to be in the picture. Yeah. Because that's yeah. enough of that. Well, we, we both don't like Eldrazi very much, so if we go back to our KVOs because the Eldrazi are there, I probably won't like it very <laughs> yeah, much. Exactly. It's true of any, of any play. Yeah. But, mm. um, but yeah, then I did actually enjoy the, the return to the return to Zendikar. So. Yeah. Um, I do think it's, it, it does leave me with, like, since we stopped doing like the two sets uh, back-to-back or the block structure, um, it does make me feel like, oh, I wish we could have spent more time here. You know, mm-hmm. ah, so very quick. It's like it would be nice if there was a, a second step or whatever. But um, so I guess in past sets where we've done like two or three, it has been nice to be like, I'm ready to leave now. We have explored this thoroughly. I can go somewhere else, please. I guess just too many people felt like you know they'd overstayed their their welcome. Maybe like three sets is a lot. Three three sets is a year. So like um, I remember the year of Ravnica that just happened mm-hmm. and. I was okay with it because War of the Spark was we you know, knew it not was going to really be a Ravnica set. Yeah, and we knew it was happening, and War of the Spark was unique enough, and I like Ravnica mm-hmm. that I think it was okay. But almost any other plane, I think you'd have a hard time pulling that off. Exactly. Imagine if they you just don't like Ravnica. That's a year of new magic sets that you're not excited about. Exactly. Um, I know. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like I specifically don't like Ravnica. <laughs> I uh, hate only I, Ravnica. That's the only one I hate. It's no Ixalan. Yeah. <laughs> that made, maybe that was the one I was ready to leave. I was like, we've yeah. done enough here. We can go. Um, uh, no shade thrown there. But uh, but yeah, so as far as like um, the formats go, 
uh, we've talked about this a bit, but like, I do think we should start with limited. So, um, totally the limited format, like what do we think? This is one of the things that really, uh, impacts depending on where you are, or what the set is, um, whether you like the limited format or not, uh, which we'll get more into like the actual, what are they called? Mechanics in a bit, but like just overall, did you play a lot of uh, Strixhaven limited? Do you like it? Did was it fun? I didn't play a lot relative to, you know, like I guess I played more than I played Kaldheim, mm -hmm. but less than I played Zendikar Rising. Interesting. I, I thought you played less than you did Kaldheim. I, th I thought we were just kind of... Oh, I played almost no Kaldheim. Interesting. I just did those like sealed arena opens. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a few drafts right away. But for whatever reason, I was just into the standard format, and that happened a little bit here, where I was just enjoying standard and then historic went crazy with the mm -hmm. mystical archives which we'll obviously get to later but it's just like i could play limited but i kind of just want to like craft all these cards and go play standard <laughs> that's so funny but i played a fair amount um like probably relative to most people mm -hmm. like i think i was platinum in limited so i don't <laughs> i'm i think i'm still low in in i'm probably like gold or something i don't know what it is but i drafted a i lot. like fully decayed in call time so then the I, fact that i got back to platinum at some point means i played enough i either went on a fucking heater or i played quite a reasonable amount yeah of i think i also went pretty far down in call time um and then for for this i have been i've drafted a lot but a lot of them were drunken drafts um totally, so i didn't yeah. do super well but I loved it. Like, I was all about it, um, even though I was doing terribly. Which I think, I don't know if this is just the, it's talking about the set, because I do happen to say this a lot. I think I just like drinking and drafting just a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of my favorite things. So, um, you know. Yeah, it might be underselling how, you know, well you do too and stuff. Uh, like, there's a correlation, maybe. I would say, between enjoying it and, and doing well. But it's not, those aren't the same thing. Yeah. You know? I definitely have, you know, you've, whatever. I don't want to really get into that. But, but yeah, I thought it was, uh, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it a lot more than Kaldheim. I was not really into the Kaldheim uh, draft. Um, Same. I, but the, the thing that got me the most, I think, is it doesn't really feel like a multicolor set to me mm -hmm. in terms of the way it drafts. It kind of just feels like, almost like you're just playing a core set. But certain color pairs will just, those all the gold cards are always in certain color pairs. Yeah, you know? totally. So you don't have access to all 10 mm -hmm. pairs for draft archetypes. You really only have five. But other than that, it kind of just feels like a nuts and bolts kind of magic set rather than some of these multicolor sets feel like you're prescribed. You Absolutely. Know, playing red, black, I have to do this. Yeah. And that's the only thing that, that could happen. And this just felt like... Even within Witherbloom, you could have an aggressive deck or a slower deck that mm -hmm. gains a lot of life. Yeah, depending on which cards you're using and what you're combining with that. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I definitely think... I definitely got Strixhaven Draft a lot better than Call Time. I think Call Time, I just like... I was just kind of like... It seems super complicated. People keep talking about how much they love this, but I just don't get it. I, just, I don't know. And I drafted a lot, and I still felt like... It's not clicking in a fun way. It's just like... Yeah, I just didn't have that much fun with it. And mm -hmm. everyone was like saying how much they loved it. And I thought that was great. That yeah. So many people were enjoying it. 
but uh, I wasn't getting that same level of enjoyment exactly. out of it. And I, I think felt like I was supposed to like it more than I did, you know? Yeah, exactly. And with this, I feel like kind of the opposite, where people are not as excited about it, and I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just a blast. I love all this stuff. I like that there's this sweet aggro strategy that plays with black cards, because I like that. <laughs> and so I was like, sure, this is great. I love it. Big, big props to that. But you said you played a lot of standards, so um, has the Strixhaven standard felt significantly different than other ones, or...? I actually think it, it had more impact than people give it credit for. Okay, um, all right. I would like to hear your thoughts on this because I don't think it <laughs> made that big of an impact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at the metagame, you'll see a lot of the same decks, right? Mm-hmm. But just the fact that Prismari Dragons is a deck now kind of re- rebalances everything. Like, that's obviously the deck that is most uh, changed by Strixhaven. Mm-hmm. The addition of Expressive Iteration as well as Galazeth Prismari as another win con, because the deck used to be really soft if it didn't find Goldspan Dragon, mm-hmm. to the point where I think it was kind of unplayable, because um, you just had to like, oh, I don't really have any way to fix my draws. I don't have any great ways to draw extra cards. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get the nut draw where I have go- interaction into Goldspan Dragon into triple counterspell. And yeah. And it's like, well, that's really annoying when it happens to me. But most of the time, like, your, your is-it-dragon's opponent would either do nothing or kill you with a dragon and counter everything you did. Mm-hmm. And so getting, well, a second threat like Galazeth that also is a dragon that you can protect the turn it comes into play, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. And some much-needed card advantage slash card selection and expressive iteration. Um, it just makes that deck tier one when before it was, like, tier three. And that changes a lot of things around because Sultai has to respect that deck. The deck will just kind of trounce Sultai if Sultai doesn't prepare for it, right? Mm-hmm. You see Sultai's now main decking Elder Gargroth and stuff like that because um, their old plan of just ramp up into a seven mana sorcery can't possibly beat the I'm all counter spells and dragons deck. Yeah. Um, so then that changes everything. Like, regrettably, rogues kind of got pushed down to the wayside because of it, because it's pretty hard for rogues to interact with this deck, I think. Yeah. And then, of course, the other kind of big addition, other than Prismari Dragons, is just these sacrifice decks that didn't... Like, they're kind of token sacrifice decks that are probably tier two, but the fact is they could just come in and and win a bunch out of nowhere randomly. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Andrew Cuneo brought it to the Strixhaven Championship, did quite well with it, so... Oh, I guess or I, didn't, was it, I didn't... Or maybe the League Weekend is what he brought it to? He, he brought a, a red-black like token-based sacrifice deck to something. To something. Around. Interesting. I, I remember somebody bringing it. I don't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was even to the point where um, it's not specifically a um, Strixhaven card, but I saw some new players on social media complaining about um, Battalion. What is that card? The, the Black Enchantment, the two and a black for uh, the drain effect, and you get a 1-1? One, one? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, whatever. Bastion of Remembrance. Yes. Uh, there you go. Bastion. Um, so, basically, I, I hadn't... It was at the, it was to the extent that people were complaining about Ruin Crab. I saw some folks complaining about that card. I was like, oh, right. this is kind of fun that, like, <laughs> new players are like, this card needs to be banned. Fuck this card. <laughs> it's tough like, for new players because yeah. it's, it's very difficult to interact with. Exactly. Um, um, and it was just... 
cool to see, oh, you know, some of these uh, Strixhaven cards could enable this strategy, pulling something from Ikoria. It was just like, that was fun to me, um, popping up out of uh, seemingly nowhere, but like, you know, you had already called the shots for that one, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I still don't think it's tier one. I don't think it's hit that level yet. Yeah. It'll need some more help from Forgotten Realms uh, to, to make it there, but it could be definitely a deck that, depending on what we get over the next few sets could be a deck to watch out for just these plumb the forbidden token based strategies for sure you know? absolutely um, um but then also so if we're talking about uh like formats and stuff historic has just yeah been, that's the one that definitely got impacted it by Strixhaven. got it's uh the only other thing i was going to say about standard is that paulo is is everywhere like naya adventures became the yep. best adventures deck because you just slap Paulo in there because elite spell and it actually becomes dope. almost white based mm-hmm. you know because it just that card's awesome it's so good it's so fun too i love it i'm yeah he made the right choice mm-hmm. of the three options he had he that's definitely the, right the the one to play um because yeah. that card's even in historic right they're oh, yeah. they're playing that mm-hmm. in like kind of hate bear company decks man historic has just been just um the cards had to get banned like you know <laughs> it's just been wild man <laughs> i was thinking it was just like crazy fun but i feel like a lot of people think it's a dumpster fire right now <laughs> but um, yeah i mean you look at it and you're like yeah okay so obviously they just printed a whole bunch of super powerful stuff into the mystical archives to go right into historic mm-hmm but like you're saying, Paulo's in decks, and also Velomachus Lorehold was one of the problems, you know? And yeah. That's a, that's a card in the set proper. Exactly. That was awesome. Um, expressive Iteration is everywhere as well. Um, so Yeah, great card. It's been fun. I'm super happy that Brainstorm's in the format, which is almost pushing out Thoughtseize a little bit, because then I can play Azorius Auras again. Super, <laughs> super happy with that. like that quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I am... Um, I'm happy with, with Historic. It's been just super fun to play a ton of different decks, where before I felt like there were only a handful that you, you could play. Yeah, it's been rough on my old wildcard count, Ooh, I'll tell you that. yeah, I definitely don't have <laughs> any of those right now. I think I have one because uh, I opened a Time Warp at one point, so when they banned it, they gave me one. Hey, <laughs> I had already crafted my Time Warps and then got the, the wildcards back, but... Um, nice. That was one of the first things I did, actually, was, was play a Time Warp deck that was not good at all, but I liked it. <laughs> Um, it wasn't the time warp deck. It, it was, was a time warp deck. It was a deck that played time warp. Yes. Um, anyway, so as far as like Strixhaven with the uh, the enemy colors, how did how did it feel? How, how did they go? Like, did you were you happy with where everything landed? Which ones were your favorite ones? Did they do what they were trying to do? I think so. Yeah. So the big thing about this set was they wanted to see if they could do two color factions and not have it be rafting up. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they definitely proved that they can do that. Like Lorehold is not Boros. Absolutely not. It's not even close. No. Like they completely different play styles, the types of cards you expect to see in each of them, totally different. And so I think on that level, it was, it's hard to call it anything other than a success, mm-hmm. right? The paradigm's completely different. You know, I guess, you know, blue-red is still a bit controlling in both Ravnica and Strixhaven, mm-hmm. and green-black is still grindy, but that's kind of just, like, a certain point you have to do what the colors do. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't push it too far away. 
Um, I do think of most of it, the one that I was most disappointed with was Quandrix. Just seems mm-hmm. to be, oh, look, it's Simic again. Oh, look, I know this card. It's, looks, it's a Simic card. Wow. It's yeah, a... like Mark, was, Mark Rosewater was saying that it, that's the one that took them the longest to, to nail down. Mm-hmm. Like it changed from a go wide strategy to a ramp strategy. Right. I think that kind of is apparent mm-hmm. that they kind of changed their mind on it because some of the cards feel like they're doing one thing and then some of the other cards do something else. Yeah, so. well, because then you have Biomathematician, which is making another creature and then kind of changing the power and toughness on a bunch of your creatures. Yeah, and then so, you, so that wants you to go wide. Yeah, and then you have the Golden Ratio, which wants you to have a bunch of creatures with different powers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. But then you have just classic Simic cards that are just like, hey, a Eureka moment. You know, hey, grow Spiral yeah. twice. Or, you know... Even, like, the Quandrix Dragon himself seems a bit unsure of whether he wants you to go wide or go tall. Yeah, it's like it's like both. Um, yeah. At least it doesn't let you draw a card and put a land into play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they learned their lesson with that one. Yeah, it's draw a card and then put a land into play for each creature with a different power than other creatures oh, that you God. have. <laughs> oh, God. Um so that was my my only gripe with it, but I think everything else... And it's not even that, like, I don't like Quandrix. I do. I actually think Quandrix is super That's the thing, is, is Quandrix fun. is one of my favorite pairs to draft, actually. Absolutely. Um, um, where normally I'm going to try to stay away from Simic as, as much as possible. It's just not my... Uh, general value doesn't really get me going. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, this is good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been having fun with, like, the funny enough... Um, I think Prismari is one of my least drafted. Well, or that and Lorehold. I think Lorehold is super cool, and I will probably look at those cards more than any other cards. Uh, however, I just didn't play it very often. And I was mainly Lorehold's got to be my least by a lot. Um, yeah. And I think part of the reason is just that uh, like I felt like I would have to draft even more than I did to be confident to drafting get, it. Because yeah. it's, it's kind of complicated to put together it definitely is and there are some really key uncommons that you need i think uh to make it work which already pushes you into it way less frequently yeah exactly um but overall yeah i agree it does feel a lot different than ravnica and of course uh because there's a comparison everyone's like looking at it and trying to figure out if there's a fault or not or anything but um but yeah i i think they really they did they did well i i coming into the set I had really low expectations. I was yeah. like, wow. It's like Ravnica Light or something. Yeah, it's like know? Harry Potter, with a bunch Ravnica. Of, exactly, yeah. with a bunch of Harry Potter jokes mm-hmm. or something. That's what I was expecting. I was like, okay, this is going to be a bunch of Harry Potter stuff, and um, they're going to try to make sure it's not Harry Potter, but whatever. But, you know, as the set came out, people were talking more about how it's re- like related to Ravnica or different things than Harry Potter at all. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have... I didn't. I just kind of forgot. Once the cards came out and we were playing, we didn't really talk about Harry Potter that much. I mean, we we did because we just wanted to make the joke. Yeah, we 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 did to make the joke. But like the set, when I'm playing the set, I'm not like, oh well, this is the Harry Potter card. And oh this, no, this is the not. card that's supposed to be this character. Or oh, there's that's, no like Albus Dumbledore. Yeah, there's no like headmaster. There's no like, oh, this is the dean that's supposed to be Snape for the potions thing or whatever. None of that. Yeah. No, I didn't feel like that. Even just like a little bit, which is great. Even in the story, I was like, this doesn't feel that much like... Well, maybe when they're at the uh, the stadium, maybe when they're watching uh, Mage Tower, 
does it feel like oh they're, oh, yeah, they're watching that's the scene where you're like okay it feels like mage like, tower just didn't need to be a part of it it really didn't um <laughs> the only thing we get from mage tower is an important plot point in the story yeah um and the reason why we have all the summoning lessons yeah explains the mascot yeah that so like oh this is and that was a really key part of the limited environment or just like those in general those cards so that was important but you know it's not a very interesting game it's just capture the flag essentially so um <laughs> with magic magic capture the flag you're right um and towers it's on top of a tower so that was a little weak but <laughs> that's all right but like you're saying i just wasn't thinking about any of this cheesy stuff when i was actually playing oh format. absolutely yeah like even when i drafted mascot interception mm -hmm. i wouldn't really be thinking about i'd kind of laugh maybe about because it, it shows up in the story and i know what the card mm -hmm. is about and then yeah that's it you know I'm like, yeah i wasn't it was like oh it's referencing itself that's funny as opposed to oh this is like some moment in harry potter with quidditch or something um so i think or they like did i did laugh every time i cast mascot exhibition but for a different yeah. reason. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the card is absurd. It is <laughs> absurd. Um, real quick, just about Mascot Exhibition, because I definitely um, was not high on it, even in the slightest, when I was looking at it during previews. Or like even at the mm -hmm. beginning of drafting, I was like, okay, whatever. You get like three Pass. creatures for one card. I was just like, it just doesn't seem that great. It seems good. It's like, yeah, but I didn't think it was going to be great. Uh, turns out it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's really... Although it still irks me that it's like, why was there a mascot exhibition that only three of the colleges were invited? That was one of the reasons why I was like weird about it. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I don't understand. I guess, I guess, I get that it's hard to make a fractal token. Like, then you have to tell me how many counters to put on it. Mm -hmm. I feel like there could have been a pest. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there could have easily been a pest. If the mascot exhibition cost more and it made a 1 1 pest and then a 2 1 and then a 3 2 and then a 4 4 and then a 5 5, and then you play golden ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Would have been great. Because you're not going to win without those five extra cards drawn. Exactly. Maybe you have to like discard two cards to play it or <laughs> just make it a shitty card. It costs 12 mana and you have to discard two cards. There's a reason why I'm not a, a game designer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I remember in the New Year's episode, we were kind of looking ahead to the upcoming year, what we knew at the time about sets that were coming out and stuff. I think we both kind of expressed that Strixhaven was the one we were least excited about. Absolutely. Of the upcoming, of the stuff we knew about. Like, we knew that we were going to be going back to Innistrad in some capacity. We knew that there was the viking theme set. And then we knew Strixhaven, and we knew the... Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I remember being like, that one seems like, uh, let's just skip through it. Okay, this is going to be cringy. And right. I just completely, the opposite. <laughs> like, And we were most excited about Kaldheim, and yeah. I think all told, I liked Strixhaven better than I liked Kaldheim. I think the lore of Kaldheim... Well, this set is just... The lore of Kaldheim was very... <laughs> this episode is just going to be us comparing Kaldheim to Strixhaven. <laughs> yeah, this is the Kaldheim v. Strixhaven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the lore of Kaldheim was super cool because there's so much of it. Uh, mm -hmm. But then that story was like... Uh, okay. Um, and this one didn't have as much lore, but I almost like it because I'm excited for more. 
where call time, I feel like I learned a ton of stuff and there was a lot to get through. And I wish mm-hmm. that that was almost two sets because of the amount of d- stuff yeah. in it. Like we talked about, I think, in the call time happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Should have done this in two. Yeah. <laughs> Together. Anyway, um, do we want to get to mechanics right now? Why don't we, uh, like, my beer's getting low, so yeah. maybe we'll... Uh, okay, Jeff. This will be a good spot for a beer break. Yeah, do you have any last thoughts before we go to the beer break? Because I don't want to cut you off or anything. <laughs> Um, no, this time I think I'm just ready for the, for the break. All right, let's go to a beer break. Ooh, got that shumai. Wait, shumai? What did we say? What did you say? <laughs> I said shumai. Shumai. All right, well, I'm drinking a shumai then. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a racket over. Oh, that Quebecois. Uh, anyway, um, where do we leave off? Mechanics? Yeah, so you were saying that you didn't think uh, Mascot Exhibition was a very good card. <laughs> and, uh, I was just going to point out that the reason maybe it didn't hit us at first is because we just had no idea how to evaluate Lesson Learn. Absolutely. I think you're we haven't mo- learned our lesson yet. We didn't learn our lesson. I definitely have learned my lesson now. Um, yeah. <laughs> because coming into this, uh, lesson and learn was my number one least favorite mechanic. I thought it was really sketchy and seemed mm-hmm. really dumb. I, I hated it. I hated it. I didn't like the way that it sounded. Um, uh, the idea of doing that and just tutoring cards all the time seemed really lame. I just didn't, I didn't, I was just like, oh, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And I have completely changed yeah, just totally. 180, absolutely. Almost a whole 360 change. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you, you still don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I love it. I, I thought drafting it was super fun. Um, it made for really interesting gameplay. I liked that you always have like an out almost. It's like, okay, well, if I draw that one card that gets me the lesson that I need... Um, mm-hmm. it, it helps to make sure that you can like get creatures on time. Uh, it's also funny because the amount of people I played against who started valuing those cards really highly when we were playing, where they're like countering a learn card just because they know right. I can't. I don't know what you have in your sideboard, but I'm not going to let you go get something. So it's worth getting rid of this card that doesn't have a lot of value right now. But whatever you get, I don't want to deal with it. Don't even let you go try to snatch it. Um, it was. Uh, I'm I'm hooked. I love it. I yeah. I You're like cram session and then it's, oh yeah. hell no counter spell. Yeah, no, I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like, and I thought cram session was the biggest piece of garbage ever. Yeah, like I I remember looking at the set being like that's stupid. Like who would ever play that? And now I'm like that's a good card. <laughs> it's really yeah. it's really good. It <laughs> looked like bad. Looked like horrible revitalized to me. Yeah, you're like oh gain four life and then get a two one flyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all about that that's like <laughs> fuck yeah dude that's awesome um so i'm gonna give it our stamp of approval which is uh home run slam dunk absolutely that's a home run slam dunk yeah yeah i've never changed my mind this hard about it a mechanic i don't think i have either um, like often i'm like all right it's it sucks less than i thought it would you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and that's about as as generous as i'll be or like yeah. you know this this was okay and i thought it was horrible but yeah. i actually thought this was horrible and it was great so <laughs> 
like I've never been that wrong about how I would feel a mechanic you know would play out yeah afterwards absolutely I think they did a really good job uh figuring out all the lessons the ones that are colorless the ones that you know are hybrid I just I thought it's great I love it I think maybe the infamous uh, mascot exhibition doesn't have to be a thing like I get you want to do the big splashy one but uh, and, and it's fine because it's mythic, so it rarely shows up. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about these is that you're not always just going to get your bomb. You're going to get just something to do. Yeah. So it like helps fill out your curve. It's why like the X one is really good, the fractal, because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I don't have a turn five play, but I happen to pick something up on turn three. Then I curve turn four, turn five, this yeah, thing. And then, exactly. You know? And especially if you're doing like the, oh, on my turn two play gets my turn three play, and then you go into that. Um, totally. That kind of stuff. I, I love field trip, man. I want a field trip into whatever. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> and field trip's great with any, you know, the fractal summoning or any of the big ones, because you're like, I just ramped into the card I need to play to, you know, yeah, help win awesome. this game. It's it really awesome. feels cool when you do that. And not even to, so I, this mechanic is sweet. Even to the point that I have not even remotely explored the idea of actually just like looting instead of uh, going and doing a lesson. Like <laughs> yeah. that's even a part of what you can do. I just like, well, to its credit, Arena makes it really difficult to do that. To do that. Yeah. You have to be very <laughs> conscious about like clicking the button that says go back to your hand and then you have to click the button. I, it's to the point where is it a loot or is it a rummage? I don't even remember. I think it's a rummage. Is it a rummage? Because you have to yeah. go to your hand to click the card to discard. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I haven't even done that. Like I, not not a single time. <laughs> even if I like don't have any <laughs> good card to get from my sideboard, I go and get it anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I've done it in constructed because mm-hmm. I wanted to discard the Croxa in my hand. Oh, that's the re- only reason I did it. I didn't act like I actually there was something in my sideboard that I kind of wanted, so mm-hmm. I had to decide: do I want to go get this or do I want to discard, discard Croxa? This. Um, and I decided that, you know, playing out Croxa for realsies this turn was more important. Yeah. Actually. That's pretty good. Patted uh, myself on the back for remembering that I had that option. Yeah. And <laughs> doing like, it correctly. Because yeah. if you just go and say, oh, no, I don't want to get a card for my sideboard, you hit decline, and you just decide not just to get do nothing. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just gain four life. You're like, oh. Yeah. This is how I thought Cram Session was going to play <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, I don't. I also love that we're just not going to get a bunch of it. Um, it's not oh, yeah, they, super overpowered, so it's not like this thing that's going to dominate any format really. Um, it's they made the lesson cards like intentionally weak for mm-hmm. constructed play, so it really makes it more of a limited mechanic. But the actual mechanic is almost strong enough in constructed. Like mm-hmm. I keep trying it; it's never quite what I want it to be. But it's yeah. Sometimes it feels fine. So they really. Hit, I think hit the nail perfectly on the head with the power Absolutely. of the lessons. Especially because like all the removal spells like aren't great, you know. Oh, they're cards you would never play in your. It's like deck. like you have to either you give them another card if you destroy something, or you have to give up one of your you two for one yourself. So, um, yeah, I think I think they did a really fantastic job. I don't think we're gonna see it very much because thematically it probably won't fit in anywhere totally um but i'm just so happy we have it and it is one of the big reasons why i like limited so much so um i am i i go back on my word about how much i hated it 
or and, thought and it really I hated it. And it makes you like pick them at weird like. It's the first time I've had to think about picking sideboard cards up early, in best of one. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Like I used to do it in best of three. Sometimes mm -hmm. the sideboard cards were so good. It's like Aether Gust or something. Mm -hmm that it's actually worth considering taking it because if you ever play against a green-red deck, it's the best card in your deck. Mm -hmm. But this has had a different feel to it where it's like, oh, I picked up a really strong lesson. I should be looking for learn cards now. Or I picked up a few good learn cards. Now I need to get some lessons into my sideboard to make those yeah. really worth it. Well, it's also because like I had played... We, we talked about this a bit, but like Academic Probation is one card that I thought was just like a stupid white card that's useless. But mm -hmm. when you can choose when you want to go get it, it makes it really good. It's yeah. like you don't ever draw it when you don't want to play it. So that makes all of the like, you know, weird off cards that were like, I would never want to main deck this card. But right, because they all look atrocious, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but even mascot exhibition, I don't know if it would be a bomb if it wasn't a lesson. Yeah. And and like the field trip goes and gets it, right? So mm -hmm. um Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm very pleasantly surprised. It was a huge highlight of the set. Bravo. Yep. Yeah. Just, Absolutely. yeah. It's A plus. A Home run slam dunk. Home run slam dunk. Uh, but let's move into the other uh, new thing that we got um, that we've seen hints of before, but uh, Magecraft. Yeah. I also think this was a really cool execution on this, mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of a simple idea. You know, they've done it, like you said, you know, they've had prowess before. Mm -hmm. Or they've had just cards that essentially trigger when you cast an instant or sorcery. Um, but just, I think the big thing here was having it do different things. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's not always plus one, plus one. It's not always a plus one, plus one counter or mm -hmm. whatever. It's, because when I first read Liliana, I, I misread it a bit wrong and thought mm -hmm. that the mechanic drained too, always. I was like, well, you can't put this on anything, can't like, Oh, how can you have this mechanic on a two drop? Like, that yeah, would this, be insane. It's just like everything just drains, and the whole game is just draining back and Drain, forth. Drains for two. Yeah, because like, I didn't realize the, you know, the templating of the mechanic was such that I'm telling you what to do when you major yeah. draft. It's not, yeah, it's like, what it's uh, it's what they call an ability word, not a keyword. Right. Um, yeah, I couldn't think of the exact terminology. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, but uh, no, that's key because that's what gave the different you know colleges their differentiation was how mm -hmm. they used their magecraft traits. yes it was a beautiful way of being like hey everyone has the same um mobility but like mm -hmm. they do different things depending on what your flavor is oh just yeah another one Be beautiful i love it it also feels like fixed prowess kind of because most yeah, of the time prowess was supposed to be play lots of spells and get them really big. But a lot of the times it also just triggers on your really cheap artifacts and different things. So you can have like weird prowess stuff with um, weird artifact shenanigans and stuff like that. Um, which is just like, yeah, that's that wasn't what it was supposed to do. It does work, but like it triggers on like almost every spell you play, except for creatures. Mm -hmm. And now this is specific. You have to be slinging spells or it doesn't work. They, um, they've made that change quite a while ago getting rid of prowess because mm -hmm. of that reason and they gave stuff like pseudo prowess which but it only triggered on instance and sorcery yeah um so being able to name this is great um i think the name is good too uh mm -hmm. so yep I, I i'm not as surprised with this one because i saw it and was like yep that's good i like it um, yeah we, we know how this one's gonna play out right? exactly um 
But going with that into uh, another mechanic, which is just like a fixed other mechanic, right? So this feels like fixed prowess. Well, ward kind of feels like fixed hexproof mm-hmm. and like better shroud, right? So we went from when they started all the, hey, you can't target this thing. They started a shroud, which was rough because you can't, no one can target your, the thing that has shroud. It just is. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? Not good enough. Let's make it hexproof. And I was like, ooh. And then they were like, let's try hexproof with colors instead of protection. Okay. Yeah, like hexproof from black and or stuff. something. It's like, yeah, yeah. all right, I, it's, it's okay. Um, but this feels better. Um, well, not stronger, but like a good design space. There's like a ton of stuff you can do with Ward. I think so. This is better because you can tailor the individual additional cost to the power level of the card. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can tweak the dial on how much protection something gets versus how good it is, mm-hmm. you know, because part of the annoying thing about hexproof is it's like hexproof on anything is so annoying that it's like even a one, one for one mm-hmm. with hexproof sees a considerable <laughs> amount of like modern play. Mm-hmm. That's how ridiculous it is. So it's like they have to use it extremely sparingly. Mm-hmm. Because it just ruins games if it's on the wrong creature. Yeah. So this is a lot more like, well, yeah, we make the ward pay three life. And then, all right, that's something that it's totally feasible. You can actually interact with this. And it kind of tells you, hey, if you want to play with this and you want it to be protected, then you want to be attacking your opponent's life total so that this is a harder cost for them to pay. Yeah. And it kind of shows you how you want to do that. It's the same with, like, uh, it's basically just giving Bone Crusher Giant, like, a... A, a, mm-hmm. a ability word. Yeah, except that Bone Crusher also hates its own uh, its owner. That's true. It it hates. Uh, yeah. It's like shroud. Uh, sh- it's like shroud, shroud ward. ward. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love that there's so many different things you can do with it, and you don't have to put a bunch of words onto the card as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like ward, whatever the cost is, um, can be mana. I think it would be really fun if they. Brought, I mean, I think they're going to keep it around. I, I read something that was like, this is, say goodbye to Hexproof. We're doing Ward, basically, from now on. Um, just because, you know, in Limited, there's that, I don't know, I think it was Amonkhet. There was just a stupid crocodile that was like, uh, yeah. five mana croc, or uh, it was like a five power crocodile with Hexproof. And it was just like an annoying thing to deal with. It's just like, oh, how do you, like, I can't kill this thing. Because I have to have a bigger creature or lose two or three cards or a board wipe, which doesn't happen really. It's just like, okay, great. This stupid common or uncommon or whatever is just kind of like unbeatable a little bit in limited. It's like, this sucks. This shouldn't be that hard, right? Right. Um, But if you have ward, it's like, yeah, okay, it takes me two or three extra turns to do it or something. Um, But I still have the ability, the tools that I have uh, pulled together from the draft will still help me get rid of this thing. I like, I, I'm excited to see if they do other things. Like, you, whenever it gets targeted, the controller gains life, right? The opposite yeah, of the lose exactly. life. Yeah, exactly. You can do a ton of stuff. Or, you know, I think it would be kind of fun to help out maybe white or something. Is that, oh, the ward is like you have to pay a white or something. And it's like, well, if your deck doesn't have any white in it, you can't target this thing. But, but, if, you, but if you add white to your deck, then you can. <laughs> 
<laughs> they get into some weird ass mana bases. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just has one of each triome. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and that's, or like, oh, they really uh, value uh, treasures or something, right? Um, could be uh, could be a really interesting design they space. They have been going harder on the treasures. That's yeah. So, um, so, oh, is it worth sacking this treasure just to hit this thing or whatever? Um, I am, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm happy Ward, with Ward. sack a treasure. Ward. Yeah, you have to sack Because <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, that would be really, really hard to achieve. Because <laughs> yeah. your deck's just like, okay, I can't target that anymore. Um, and then it's essentially, you know, depending on which matchup you have, essentially it's hexproof, which I think right. is a good way to be like, hey, we want this card to be basically hexproof. So let's give it a really difficult ward cost. Yeah. I like that. I like the second treasure one. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. Uh, yeah, but anyway, all of these have just been, like, I was looking back at this because I couldn't even bring them off the top of my head. I was looking them up. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are all awesome. I'm yeah. so stoked. Ward wasn't on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it hasn't really impacted many of my games. But, hey, like, Hexproof always does, so. Yeah. So I'm a little sad to see Hexproof go, but uh, Ward is harder to put on spells, I think, where you're like, target creature gets Ward 3, you know? And that's like, yeah, feels weird. They might do it, but... It's Ward, like, pay 3 light. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there'll be, like, some auras that do it. They're like, hey, this... And this creature gets Ward whatever. It's like, okay. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, happy with that one as well. Uh, going into a mechanic that we've seen for a while, and this is the last of the three sets, apparently, that are going to have it for a while, mm -hmm. I guess, are the modal double-faced cards. Ugh. Yes, MDFCs. MDFCs. For sure. All right. How do you feel about them in this set, specifically? Just, just that um, For me, this is the worst execution of them that we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Zendikar Rising was the best. Because having it be a land or a spell is just so simple mm -hmm. and so integral to how those ones play. It's also extremely easy to remember. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I know what one side does and I know the other side is a tap land. Mm -hmm. like, you know, because they were also really, other than the mythic rare cycle, they all were just tapped yeah. and, tap, and tapped for one color. So it was really easy to know what they all did. Um, Kaldheim played around with it a bit more but i still found it was easier to remember them because it was like um all run to end his raven mm -hmm. or you know like tybalt turns into or comes from valky yeah so they were gods that had a specific thing about them yeah. you the, could remember what what they flipped yeah. into and the other thing about that is that almost all of them were the same colors right yeah so like there, mean, there were a couple like not jorn Jorn wasn't, and um, Asiko wasn't, and then Valky. But besides that, just about all of them were like, all right, I'm white, I flip into a white thing. I'm blue, I flip into a blue thing. Um, and it wasn't super confusing besides the handful that you're like, yeah, well, that's the one that cares about uh, five colors. It flips into a five-color thing. Sure. I think with Strixhaven, I still don't know what a lot of the cards do. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what most of them This do. is the happy hour episode. I thought I would have, at least at this point, have read all the cards. I still haven't read all the cards, man. I don't know what most of the deans do. No. And this is the hardest thing. Like, the deans, the deans I, can, I can be good with, right? Because it's like, sweet, okay, I get it. 
there's five of them. You're a color of the colleges. It's one and the other. That's cool. I like it. It works with the story. That's fine. But there's a bunch of other ones that I'm like, is this one a dean or not? Or is this, who is this? What is this thing? I'm, yeah. I, I, I had a hard time with it. Luckily, there aren't like that many of them. But yeah, like there's, I don't know, there's the Eldrazi looking thing that yeah. on the other side is like a ramp spell or something. Yeah, but no <laughs> one plays the ramp spell because like the, the, it's the archaic thing, right? Yeah. That like you get to copy every spell. <laughs> Like, that card's right. really annoying. It's like, it basically has Ward 2, because if you try to kill it, it's going to copy the kill spell and kill one of your things. You're like, oh. Oh, there's more of these than I remembered. Yeah, there's a good amount of them. Um, there could be, like, you know, there's, like, 10 or more. I think there's more than 10, but... There's 16, actually. There's 16. Okay. Yeah. And I just can't even remember all of them. It's just, like, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. Like, Will and Rowan, you gotta do, obviously. Sure. Like, that one was the best one, I think, as far as, like, flavor-wise. Um, and then, but besides that, like, Extus, sure. Like, uh, that's seeing some standard I've played play. that one. Yeah, yeah I've played that one. I know what both sides do. Um, I like it. And for the most part, when people are playing them, they're kind of playing it for one of the cards. So mm -hmm. it really punishes you if you just, like, don't remember what the other side does. Most of the text of the set are on these double face cards just to... Yeah, it's just it's just too many cards where both sides are already very complicated. Cards. Yeah. Like, there, I don't think there are really... There might be one elegant design of all these, right? Yeah. I, I think maybe selfless uh, Glyph Weaver that flips into the Deadly Vanity. That was one of the sure, ones that... and it sacks to give indestructible. Exactly. So it, like... It is a thing that sacks to give indestructible. The other side is like a, it destroys a bunch of shit, right? Cool. All right. That's pretty simple to remember. I might have to like read it to know the specifics, but for the most part, mm -hmm. it's not hard to remember. Some of the other ones are just like, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. To be fair, I haven't played against a bunch of them. I have had some of them in drafts and played against them in drafts and mm -hmm. I've read them for that moment and then kind of forgot um, just because I knew I'm going to have to reread this every single time. Um, yeah. So, I'm fine that we won't be getting any more of these for a little while. I, I, this is what I'm happy to, to take a break from, is, is yeah. the double face cards for a bit. Um, until we get to Innistrad. It's going to be like one set. We're going to have one set without double face <laughs> cards. We go to Innistrad, there's going to be a bunch That's of right. double face cards again. Yeah. But they'll be a dip, bit different because they flip instead of like, exactly. cast either side. So you know it's like inevitable. This will be um, DFCs, not MDFCs. Yeah. Whew. Get rid of that one letter. It really helps. But yeah, with this, actually, I do want to point this out. Um, there were... Uh, maybe this is just us transitioning into the, the next part of the, the, the episode. But um, there are a couple cards where I was like... It, it, they were... Uh, they win like the... What is it called? Signal Pest Award. Oh, yeah. Right? That's true. They have the... They have the... Um, oh... I thought this card was a picture of something, but then when somebody pointed it out to me, it's absolutely not anything what I thought it was. Yeah. It's this other thing instead. Uh, so Jeff, you showed me one of these. Do you want to do you want to help the audience? Yeah. So uh, how do I even the red dean, right? Yeah. So it's the Prismari dean. Um, it's Nasari dean of expression. Yes, that's got the him. one. Got him here. <clears throat> so if you're looking at this card. I always thought that he had a pointy head or they had a pointy head or some sort of hat that is right in the middle 
of the and up mm-hmm. of the frame. But that's actually Nasari's arm. Their head is to the left of that and below it a little bit, and they're kind of doing like a dancing thing where they're horizontal and their arms are vertical. Mm-hmm. And so it, when that got pointed out to me, I just like my mind was blown. <laughs> like I was seeing something completely different that I guess I hadn't looked that closely at because now it's I can't see anything but what was intended. But <laughs> absolutely, yeah, because it kind of looks like it was this ribbon because it's an ifrit shaman, so you already know it's going to be a kind of strange looking thing. Mm-hmm. But it looked like a ribbon monster that had a pointy hat that was on fire and one of its arms is also on fire. And then its other arm is like holding this thing and it's like walking towards you with its ribbon body. However, it's not at all. It's just a humanoid that's doing the sweet flip. Yeah, if Nasari doesn't look humanoid to you, you're not seeing it correctly. You should look at it again. Um, It's also really important because Nasari is one of the characters in the side stories for the... um, if you were reading any of the, the, the side story stuff. And so if you didn't know that it wasn't just this ribbon monster, it would have been really weird the whole time. You're like, wait, okay, so this ribbon thing's talking to <laughs> Rutha? With the, like, fiery head? I'm, I'm so confused. Um, but this isn't even the only one that this happened to me with. And this has been very recent, within, like, the last couple days, I think, where I was looking at, I was looking at Duress, Okay, the mystical archive duress. The, so it's the mystical archive duress. And pull these up. For a long time, so it's a picture of just the top of this like woman's face, it looks like. And I thought that she had butterfly wings on her head and kind of a crown-ish thing. Uh-huh. But actually it's somebody's hands scooping into her brain and taking something out of it. Okay. Yeah, I saw the hands. So. Yeah. Which makes that one I was looking at normally. I okay, guess. that's good. I'm glad that you got it because I definitely didn't. For a long time, I was like, oh, it's like she has these wings on her head. And it was just like... Str- oh, I see. Like a weird crown kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is kind of a strange... Like she has like fairy wings on her head. Okay, whatever. And then I kept going. But it makes a lot more sense when it's someone scooping out her ideas because that's what duress is. So, totally. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, but I just love... It's so funny because you can play a whole set and talk to people about cards and everything, and they might be thinking it looks like something completely different. Um, yeah. So those are the two cards I give the Signal Pest Award for, which if you haven't yeah. seen Signal Pest before, um, go look yeah. it up. Uh, Take a look at Signal Pest. I, I was misidentifying what that thing looked like for like 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I used to play it a lot. I liked it. Um, and then eventually, some signal pest in my day. I yeah, it, it was the signal pest, and then didn't know where its head was yeah. for ten years. For for ten <laughs> years, I thought it was like spitting fire. Yeah. No, it's its hand. Its yeah, head is right. It's like big arm. <laughs> I kind of liked that it was like this little bird thing that. I shot. know. I like it worse now. Yeah, I know. It doesn't look yeah, as cool. Now that I know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to whoever uh, um, I guess painted that. Um, I thought it was really cool when it was like a little bird. Uh, <laughs> it felt more aggressive the way I was seeing it before. Yeah. Now it's just like a crab thing with like <laughs> yeah. laser claws. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so that we, we don't really give awards out on this show like that, but uh, I thought yeah. that was fitting for um, how absurd Nasari for just. I played yeah, Nasari. Nasari really got me. Yeah. I, I, it That's was, its leg? Oh my God. I feel 
really dumb. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's also that thing, you know, you don't have the card in front of you. You're not holding it and looking at it. Um, mm -hmm. I also don't inspect cards the way I used to when I was a kid uh, where I would, like, really pay attention to them. However, I guess I still, you know, thought Signal Fest was whatever it was, so maybe I didn't really do that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, but kind of going, talking about the past, <laughs> it's not really the past, it was a couple months ago, but we had an episode that was our Strixhaven First Sips where we did our Worth the Slots segment, and we thought it would just be kind of fun to go back and see if any of those cards actually were worth a slot or not. That's right. Let's, <laughs> let's find out. So... Um, Jeff, this first one is yours. Uh, do you mm -hmm. want to just, like, tell us about it? Yeah, so my first one was Magma Opus. This is the uh, six blue to red instant that you can discard for a treasure token at the cost of two mana. And it does uh, all of the things. Lots it of stuff. It does four damage, divided as you choose, taps two permanents, creates a four four, draws two cards. Um, I remember I was specifically talking about this in Standard because it had kind of already proven itself to be a historic card. Mm -hmm. um, it ha never really broke out in Standard, or hasn't yet. Mm -hmm. it, it kind of sees some play in the uh, Prismari Dragons decks, but uh, most of them have been cutting it, actually. Interesting. Okay. But it really blew up in Historic. So. Yeah. <laughs> All over the place. Um, yeah. So... It did prove to be worth a slot. So I think you were right I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no way that it wasn't. And I was like, you know, it's a big mana spell, and I never really liked those. So I'm like, yeah, it's expensive. It's an instant Whatever. speed ultimatum, man. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You were right with that. Um, good job. Good, good, good job. Thank you. Um, my first worth a slot was Elite Spellbinder, which is a 2 and a white for a 3-1 flying uh, PVDDR. Uh, yeah. that, uh, future type PVDD. Yeah, basically. Um, it is a human cleric, which might be important in the future. Um, as far as the cleric goes, I guess the human might already come into play. I don't really know. Anyway, uh, humans, historic humans must be getting close. Yeah. Um, and stuff. yeah, but it ETBs and you get to look at your opponent's hand and exile a non-land card. And then that card costs two more to cast. Uh, even if, uh, elite spellbinder is gone from the battlefield. I knew this card was good as soon as I read it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's even better than I thought it was. It is a lot better than what I thought it was. It's a great attacker. People want to kill it just because it's a 3-1 flyer. And mm -hmm. uh, you get to really hose. You just like throw just wrenches. It's just a wrench thrower. I need an alt of this card that's just throwing wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. wrench you, you can, can dodge, dodge a ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's the flavor tag. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yes, absolutely. Not that I, I love the art, and I really enjoy that, but if I could just... Oh, it's got to be the same art yeah. with, like, a wrench photoshopped in. It's It's got to be a wrench in the corner where it looks like it's being thrown by uh, Peavy's hand. Um, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, this card's been awesome uh, in a bunch of different kinds of decks. People are playing white so they can play this card. I knew it, and I love it. Uh, I'm so happy. Uh, it's sweet. And playing uh, Elite Spellbinder and Dranith Magistrate is just mm, chef's kiss. So good. <laughs> Worth a slot. Worth a slot. Uh, all right. So those were our uh, layups. So I'm, I'm happy that we were right with those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> these were our, what did we call them? It was like uh, our, our free throws or, or 
Yeah, maybe three-point shots. Maybe there are three-point shots. Um, I went with Plum the Forbidden, one in a black instant as an additional cost. You can sacrifice any number of creatures, and for each one you sacrifice, you get to copy the spell. You draw a card and you lose one life. I mean, there are decks that play this. There are a lot of decks there, that play know? this. A lot of people are trying to make this work, we'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think so. I, it has worked. Uh, and I've played some of those decks, and it was a lot of the times the only card that would get me out of certain situations. And yeah. the great win condition where I'm like, oh, I have a couple things on the battlefield that are whatever, different stuff, some sacrifice uh, shenanigans going on, and kill people out of nowhere. And they would be like, oh, they, I'll be fine. And you're like, nope. When you're playing the deck that plays this card, you always want to draw this card pretty much. And the only thing that stops it is like whirlwind denial or something. Because Yes, which has happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because you like if you counter the first one, it doesn't matter. There's a bunch of copies, so um, yeah, a lot of things will still happen. So. Although it got like bugged out when this set first dropped, and someone copied the original copy of this, and then I didn't get the copies, and I was I was very upset. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that's, that's supposed not to work. That. Oh, right, right, right. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, I lost to Demir Rogues because of it. Oh, well, all right. That I want Demir Rogues to still be a great deck, but anyway. Um, that's a different situation, but yes, I think that I would say that this card is definitely worth a slot. And if I'm playing black, it's something I would think about. So I think so. I did pretty well in a tournament with it once. Yeah. So before we were pre, we were split, but that was just because I was being a dick (laughs) to Jeff. So, um, uh, however, this next one, uh, just going to say it right away. This is, uh, my, might have bricked this one, buddy. Yeah. Uh, this is draconic intervention. It's two red, red for a sorcery. And you have to, um, as an additional cost, you have to exile an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. And then it deals X damage to each non-dragon creature where X is the exiled cards mana value. And then you exile all those creatures that died and it exiles itself. And the Prismari dragons deck doesn't even fucking bother to run this card. <laughs> doesn't give a shit i still think the power level here is pretty high the reason that it's weird is because the dragon's deck just kills you with giant flyers yeah it doesn't so need don't need to kit wipe yeah. your board <laughs> like it has other ways of doing all that stuff it wipes your board by reducing your life total to zero very quickly yes uh it, it has player kill and then that's the yeah. best kind of kill spell so uh you know, maybe we'll still see. You know, who knows what we're going to see after rotation? But I, I do agree that when there the are. The format really powers down. This might have a chance. Yeah, but, uh, there there are some caveats to this that uh, really, uh, really pull it back. So it's also just like I don't know what you're exiling. Like part of the problem with this too is that that deck, a lot of its spells come in the form of creatures mm-hmm. because it's brazen borrowers and bone crusher giants, yeah. and then it runs. You know. Um, expressive iterations expressive or... iterations so unless you somehow get an all runs epiphany into your graveyard i don't know what you're exiling to wipe the board with yeah but all runs epiphany also exile itself i know that's why i said somehow yeah. getting it into your graveyard <laughs> the, like the only thing would be like hey do you want to play those prismari spells and get a treasure and then yeah you could do the prismari command thing and yeah loot, or loot too, but... you could loot or you could be like oh i guess i don't want to have my magma opus deal eight to everything yeah, it's not good. Don't don't play this card. I'm sorry, it's not worth a slot. Not worth a slot. Mary <laughs> right, Jeff, what's your other worth a slot? My last one was what, like a full court shot here? Yeah, yours <laughs> is a full court shot. Uh, we got Luca, Wayward Bonder. Uh, it's one of those 
double-faced cards that you guys forgot about. Yeah. It has uh, the fox on one side and the Luca on the other side. And I've never seen anyone cast Not it. even... I've, I've, I saw someone cast the fox in Limited. <laughs> and I was like, did you really play the fox on this card? You don't even want to play the... Play it's those? just a 2-3. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even have any... The other abilities don't matter because you don't have any Planeswalkers for it to... Whatever. Um, yeah, it was... I guess it's like if you target my stuff, I draw a card. That, that's kind of what came into play, but... Um, it did Why doesn't it say permanence you control have ward dash draw a card? That would be cool. Why doesn't it have that? Or ward dash I draw a card, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, because it's or ability, that's why. Oh, and ward is on. Ward just spells, is, is right? spells, just targeting spells. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Don't know if I'll see it. Um, but it was your half core shot, so like, what are you going to what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, so probably not worth a slot. Uh, my full court, or I, I think I was behind the backboard outside of the stadium, just like... So Ward is, is or ability, by the way. So it, is it a or ability? They just decided yep. not to put it on the card. Weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so my uh, whatever shot from f- way out in the boonies uh, is Mavinda, Student's Advocate. It's the 2-3 uh, flyer for three that uh, has an activated ability for zero. You basically get to pay or play your instant and sorcery spells from your graveyard and if as long as they target your own stuff. And if they don't target your own stuff, they cost eight more to cast. You can, it's <laughs> it's uh, such a weird card, like a zero so mana weird. activation. Yeah. Could this not have been a static ability somehow? Yeah. Um, so you can activate it on each of your turns, but for the most part, it just makes your Defiant Strike good. You can play it twice. <laughs> and that's kind of what it does. Um, I played it in standard a little bit. I had fun with it. It was fun with like some, uh, what are they like? Uh, Leonin Light Scribe and mm-hmm. uh, Clever Lumomancer. Those decks were kind yeah. of fun with it because it just gave you some extra gas. Uh, sure. And I saw some other people try it too. Even PV had talked about yeah. in an article, PVDDR had talked about, hey, you want to play Clever Lumomancer? This is one of the cards you would play. In he was just trying game. to convince people to play his card. I probably had four copies of Elite Spellbound. <laughs> um, but uh, it, here's my totally unbiased deck list. Yeah. So the card has proven to be um, not amazing. So I probably wouldn't build your deck around it. I do think it's okay to have like one copy if you're playing that deck. That's like a magecraft thing but for the most part that deck is much better with just like adventure stuff so yeah again maybe when the format powers down yeah so if we get a lot of like cantrips yeah that target it's, kind of thing. it's a lot better with cantrips that are like <coughs> pump spells so mm-hmm. because being able to pay two mana to give your creature plus two plus zero and draw two cards it's actually pretty good uh but it, no uh, don't stop playing this card <laughs> if you play this card right now, you probably shouldn't. Um, unless it's, you know, if you build a sweet 100-card historic brawl deck... There you go. Maybe. But anyway, let's go into... Uh, those were our worth of slots that we had from last episode. Jeff, do you think we should talk about some of our favorite cards from the set really quick before we go to last sure. call? let's do it. All right. So, <clears throat> what's your favorite card from Limited? All right. So, it was tough to choose. Whether this card was going to win the Limited Award or the Historic Award. Mm. But I'm going to go Limited, and I'm going to say Stone Rain. I knew you were going to say Stone Rain. <laughs> <laughs> At the start, I said all I wanted to do is Stone Rain people in Limited. Mm-hmm. 
and I did pull that off you very did. recently. You did. <laughs> um. <coughs> or we pulled it off. Yeah, we, so. we played a draft together, and it was uh, quite uh, stony. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yep, Stone Rain was sweet. Um, it was so fun to just pop up every once in a while. Especially because not everybody wanted it, you know? It was just one of those cards that would, like, you would pick it up later in the draft. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll take Stone Rain. Are you kidding? <laughs> Too hard to pass up. Yeah, that's a good one. I like I like Stone Rain. Um, I do think that, like, I don't know if this award... It's my favorite card for limited, probably, but, like, it ha- it has more to do with just the story behind it. And so I think my favorite card for Lamid was Varian Books. And okay, it, it, that's fair. And that's like a real answer. It's a real answer in the sense that it's a really good card. Stone Rain's a really good card. It's really good. But I liked Varian Books because people legitimately, like the first week, didn't think it was a good card. They were like, oh, this card's like, they just like, oh, five mana put a card on top of, or a second from the top of their library? That's not good. They've never been hit by a totally lost event. Yeah, a totally lost, but also like swept away and some other these these cards. That was swept away from, was from like Oath of the Gatewatch or something. I thought it's like a supercharged totally lost. Yeah, I was like, see it it's it's great. Like it just it's just so rough to draw a card again. Like memory lapse we saw all throughout Historic, just being like, oh, drawing that card again sucked. Like, um, and burying books, like it just became. It was just fun because people thought it was trash, and then people thought it was amazing, and then people started to be like, it's really good. You know, kind of came back from first picking it to like <laughs> maybe fifth picking it. But um, yeah, I just think that when I look back on this limited format, I will think of lessons, but I will also think of Barry and Books as like, that was the time when, you know, I actually thought that card was good before people thought it was good. That never happens to me. I always think the card's trash before it's busted. (laughs) That is the more common experience. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought you were going to go with Mana Tithe. Oh, I barely played Mana Tithe. It's so sad. Um, I even added it to my Silver Quill Auras list and it just never did anything. It was... was, (laughs) It just always happened to have an extra mana. It was just a bummer. Um, Mm. But for Standard, what's your favorite card for Standard? All right, so I have a weird pick here because it's a card I've never cast. Interesting. But it's a card that I go back to constantly and try to make work. Mm-hmm. And I think when I tell you the card, you won't be that surprised that I'm picking it. Okay. The card is Ecological Appreciation. Okay. This is X2 in a green, and it's like the tooth and nail meets uh, Gifts Ungiven card. So you like look for four creatures with different names and reveal them, and two your opponent chooses two that enter play and the rest get shuffled back in. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a, it's a lot like a dubious challenge, actually. It <laughs> is like a dubious, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so every time I want to figure out if there's some like collection of cards I can get to make this thing busted and I haven't fig- I haven't cracked the code yet, but I'm I'm excited for new cards from the upcoming set. Yeah. And this will be whenever a new set comes out, this will be the card I look back to to see if there's anything in the new set that I can make work with this. Absolutely. Yeah. I've actually played this card in limited uh maybe a couple times. Oh yeah. Um and it's great. It's like it's great cuz it also goes in your graveyard. So a lot of the time you're like, "Well, you kill my best thing." I can also be like, "Hey, do you want me to have this other thing again that'd be cool 
Right. And sometimes they're, that back. they're like, yeah, I dealt with that already. I know how to deal with it. Whatever you searched out from your library, though, fuck you. No, you're not getting uh, that card. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so it is uh, pretty interesting to see what people say yes and no to. It has like a factor fiction kind of thing. Yeah, and currently it has the problem that's like, I don't know. It's going to be a seven plus mana sorcery that isn't as good as ultimatum. Yeah. So, um, hey, until ultimatum rotates, you know, no. One's that's play soon. This, that's coming up soon. You know, mm-hmm. for my favorite standard card, honestly, I think like I don't want to. I didn't want to say this, but like I think it's Sedgemore Witch. Okay. Cool. I played this card a bunch. That was on the list for me. Yeah, I I um I played it quite a quite a lot. Um. And basically just trying to find a card that, you know, a elite spellbinder might be probably one of my favorites. But like we already I, I was I had you on going Paulo here. Yeah, we already talked about that, so I thought I'd talk about a different card instead. Um That's fair. but but I have probably played Sedgemore Witch more in standard than than not, strangely enough. Um mm-hmm. just cause uh, I've played a couple maybe some lists that you had and some other people and I was like, oh, this would be fun. Um yeah, and actually, yeah, you said you were doing the plum the forbidden thing. Yeah, right? I did it's some natural, yeah, I, natural combo. Exactly, like the the plum the forbidden thing, which you had mentioned. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a fun card, and yeah, to the point where like uh, people will just they know they need to kill it immediately, and it's like you, mm-hmm. you play it whenever you play it, and they're like it's probably gonna die. Um, so it uh, they'll pay the three life. That's what I've found out. Yeah. They're willing to pay that. They will do money. it because they probably can't block it very well anyway, so they're going to get hit with it over and over, and then by the time they decide to kill it, they will die if they kill it. So, Or um, Solta is just going to clean everything up with uh, Shadow's Verdict. That, yes, that's rough as well. That happens If you, if you don't have a Plum the Forbidden, you're going to get got by that. Exactly. Um, all right, so Historic, what are you thinking? What's your favorite card? All right, so I think there's the obvious choice, which I'm not going to go with. All right. So I have to go with a card that is not Brainstorm. I'm surprised that Brainstorm is even, like, one of your favorite cards. Oh, right. I thought we were just doing best card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, Brainstorm's not, on, not even close. Okay, I was like, that doesn't seem like a card you like at all. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I was like, are we doing, we're doing most impactful or best cards. No, no, no. I just chose ecological appreciation. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well then I think it's it's clear cut for me. It's Lightning Helix. Abs- I knew you were going to say I Lightning. love this card. I knew you were going to say Lightning Helix. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's close to one of the most impactful. It's good. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's I've loved this card since I was a kid. So the just the joy I get out of playing with it again is like something that is is very cool for me. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I have a just weird tie of cards that I didn't think would ever be the ones I would be looking at. But I think what I'm actually going to pick is Ephemerate. Um, cool. I did not think Ephemerate was going to be one of my favorite cards. Um, I haven't really played with it before, but there was a deck that I was playing early on that I was just like, man, this is so fun. I got to play... Ephemerate is so innocuous looking. Yeah. Until you actually play with it, you don't realize what a cool card it is. It's super cool. Um, yeah. I love the art on it. It was just super fun to play. Lots of like white etb cards was just like really sweet um but like the runners up so that's an angel being sucked in or emerging from some sort of portal absolutely just so you know what that that art is oh uh, yeah i i did i did understand what that art was thank you um 
however, I also really like the other ones that were like really close. I'm just gonna throw some extra ones in. Was uh, Grape Shot, super fun. Holy shit, I love. Did you ever storm somebody out with grape Many, shot? many, many times, yes. Yeah? Yep. You did that? Yep. Uh, there were so many goddamn clicks in that deck, that's how I stopped just, playing. It I was, just feels like there's so many like more powerful things you can be doing in Historic than, than trying to storm someone. Like That oh, feels like the hardest way to do it. It 100% is, because it takes forever, <laughs> and it's really boring. And you could just start your combo and just keep going and hope that your opponent just scoops. <laughs> like... <laughs> because you could be like, you know I have a grape shot, but they could be like, maybe you don't have a grape shot though, and you're just doing this. Anyway, um that but also I think memory lapse is uh still sweet. Yeah, memory lapse. Memory lapse is on my list too, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always loved electrolyze too, but I don't think anybody's really? been playing it. I think that card sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't used to suck, man. It yeah, it just always suck. like, oh sweet, deals two damage divided. Oh fuck. Divided? That sucks. I'm annoyed. You see two damage, you see two targets, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, here we go. Oh, divided between two targets. You're like, oh, sick, I can kill two inklings, nice. And then, but draw a card, that's good. Um, Electrolyze is, is great against certain cards, right? Like mm -hmm. anyone playing a bunch of X ones gets electrolyzed out of the game. Absolutely. And then the problem is like, that's just not really what's going on in Historic. Because mm -hmm. I remember playing Electrolyze in Modern and it was, it was good. Because you could like, Everything had one or two toughness mm -hmm. that everyone was playing. You know, your opponent's playing Dark Confidant and mm -hmm. then something else. You're just like, kill both of those, draw a card. That felt great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that doesn't happen in Historic, really. I was wondering if Approach of the Second Sun was going to creep into your, your top list somewhere. Well, I, I remember the, you're having fun playing that one. I, I, so the thing about Approach of the Second Sun is that it's already in Historic. So it's just like a new, <laughs> it's just a new art. Yeah, it right? doesn't feel like a Strixhaven card, no. I guess. Um, yeah. so I was thinking about doing that though. I was like, you know, it'd be great if I just said like either a card <laughs> that you can't play like swords, the plowshares or like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or counter spell. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I thought about saying tainted pact, you know? Yeah. Oh, tainted <laughs> pact was the most fun ever. Yeah. Uh, second to lightning bolt. <laughs> you know, like, um, but anyway, those are the... Uh, well, the, that's Strixhaven. That's what we think about Strixhaven. Yeah. Great set. Great I'd set. Um, yeah. If you had to rate it on a scale of uh, bronze to mythic, <laughs> <laughs> what would you... Is that a good rating system for this? No, remember, we're just supposed to make it up. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. So on a scale of um, uh, a thumb down to a shooting star, what, what's, uh, what's, what do you rate mm. it? I think I would give it champagne emoji. Ooh, champagne emoji is good. Ooh, that's yeah. I like that one. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. You you nailed it pretty hard with the champagne emoji. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that where we're landing on this one? I I'm absolutely agreeing with you. This set is yeah. champagne emoji um, <laughs> for sure. Champagne emoji yeah, hard no eyes. That, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that is. What we think about that, but uh, ooh, Jeff, do you hear that ding-a-ling-a-ling -a -ling ringing? What? I'm not hearing it. All right, well, my audio, my audio cutting out. Uh, no, no, no. It's just last call. That's it. Oh, last yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's go grab our last beers for the night. Let's do it. Are you ready for this big reveal? Oh, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> we both. Well, I picked Shumai. I don't know what you picked. Uh, I picked the beer that I brought. Yeah. Shumi. Shumi. 
Shumei, Shumai, who knows? Um, uh, I do actually because I just looked it up. Oh, oh, what, it's Shumi. <laughs> it's Shumi. We were both wrong. Oh wow! Look at us being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as far as I could tell, as a just a quick glance that I saw mm-hmm. while I looked up Shumei, Shumi pronunciation, um, it's like a, a religious movement in Japan in the 1970s. Oh, in Japan. Interesting. It sounds Japanese, right? Like, I guess I was thinking more Indian, but okay. That makes sense, too. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Japan. Got it. Great. So it's, it's Shumi, apparently. Shumi. So we both picked Jeff's beer. Um, classic. Uh, Jeff's bringing a, a great beer. Um, but <laughs> let us roll through our uh, rating system real quick. Yeah. If you haven't heard uh, before, we rate our beers on a scale of bronze to mythic. Uh, which is the same as the tiers in Arena. Hey, look at that. How nice is that? That's right. Um, and as always, uh, these are just ratings for the beers. It has no reflection on you as a person who is playing Arena and what tiers you are at because everyone's in a different place in their life. I've been in all of these tiers at some point. Absolutely, I have. Um, and uh, if you are a bronze beer, you are absolute trash and you are not worth being finished. Sorry, I'm saying you. That's really aggressive. A yeah. bronze, a bronze beer. You're a bronze player. You, you. <laughs> sorry, that's exactly the opposite of what I want. I take offense to that. I'm sure I'm bronze. And yeah, something. a bronze beer is something that is trash. You don't ever want to drink it again. You don't want to finish it. It's just throw it in the garbage where it belongs. Yeah, silver beers, macro brews, or particularly uninteresting craft beers. Gold is oh, this is fine, but you won't really drink it that often. You don't really think about it, but you know it was okay. Platinum. Next level up, you will drink it again. You do think about it. It was solid. Mm-hmm. Diamond is exceptional. You would definitely recommend to a friend or even Jeff. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> first, first he calls me a bronze trash, and then he calls me not a friend. Uh, Mythic is the absolute best. You would recommend this to anyone who will listen. If you saw somebody considering this at the store, you would tell them to buy it. Absolutely. So let's start with the... Uh, Let's start with the beer we picked. We never have a real uh, order for this, but let's do... Um, Keep them guessing. Shumi? What was that again? Shumi. Shumi. Okay, yeah. Shumi. I like Shumi. I like Bl- Blood Brothers. Um, th- you know what's funny? Is that, like, uh, this isn't the beer I think about when I when I drink Blood Brothers. Um, and I don't get it often. Uh, it's kind of, like, part of my order. Usually I just buy boxes from them, and they bring a bunch of different stuff. Um, and I'll have it in there and I'm like, yeah, this is nice, but it's not why I went to Blood Brothers, but drinking it by itself and specifically getting it for this, maybe be like, oh yeah, this is good. I do like this a lot. Totally. I feel the same way. So I think one of the things was that I would go to Blood Brothers to get their beer or like you're saying, order it online, Mm -hmm. you know, for a particular purpose to get some Blood Brothers. And so this one was always like, oh, it's just an IPA. You know, there's nothing fancy yeah about it because they have a so lot of never like, one that i would pick yeah. i guess um but this made its way into the lcbo the chain of liquor stores mm-hmm. and i saw it there so i was like oh okay i like blood brothers let's just pick these up and uh yeah it's it's good yeah i i think it's uh it's great i you know i'm gonna go out on a limb not on a limb i think this is a diamonds ipa for sure like yeah, I, I had it at Diamond as well. Mm-hmm. This feels uh, super strong, and I'm really into it, and it's reminding me how much I like it. Um, yeah. 
pretty solidly in there too. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't considering platinum or mythic for it. So yeah, uh, I, I definitely felt like it was. Um, that's exactly where it needed to be. So it is great. Go pick it up if you can because it's uh, more accessible now, which is great. Um, yeah, it's just like your classic kind of strong IPA. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing weird or crazy going on. It's just a yep. really well-made beer. Yep, it's really solid. Uh, better than some of the other ones we had recently that were trying to be this. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is, is this is a good example, I think. Um, totally. But let's jump over to Wellington Brewing, the Raked Over, their uh, IPA with mango, pineapple, and habanero peppers. Habanero. Yeah. I didn't really like it. It was okay. Yeah. Um, so the thing about it, uh, I'll just say my thoughts first. I liked, I did like that there, the habanero wasn't like a, it wasn't uh, lying, right? The biggest thing I thought when I got this beer was that, oh, it's not going to have any sort of pepper flavor at all. Like it won't mm-hmm. be spicy. And it was spicy. Oh, it is. It is, it is. It is spicy. Yeah. It definitely has I mean, a little. For a beer, yeah. Yeah, for a beer. But it has like that kick where you're like, okay, there's a little bit of a bite. And it has a, it, it fits well with the IPA bitter. And like it, the bitter comes on your tongue and then it kind of stabs you with a, the habanero. And you're like, okay, this I like that this works out. Um, the mango and the pineapple don't um, come into play as much and give it uh, a juiciness that I was hoping. Um, but I am happy that it did deliver on the spiciness and it's the only reason I got it. So it did basically what I thought, you know? Yeah, for me, I was getting almost all the spiciness, like, right at the end. Mm-hmm. It's almost like at the back of my throat after mm-hmm. I take the sip. I was getting punished for taking a sip. <laughs> like, how dare totally. you take this? Um, but I remember having a similar, like, years ago. Um, it was a jalapeno beer mm-hmm. from, from a place, and I remember thinking the exact same thing. So mm-hmm. I think for me, I just don't, I might just not like, you know, Spicy chilies beers. or peppers in beers. Sure. Even though I actually love chilies in cooking and, and in mm. food, like I'll add it to everything. Yeah. But so this uh, is one of those. The yeah, beer. yeah. Um, so I'm gonna just before I keep talking about it right now, I'm just gonna like nail down. I'm gonna actually say that this is gold. Um, mm-hmm. It's. I don't think it's uh, worse than than that. It's definitely just like, yeah, it does what it need need to get done it's like you pick it up for the fun because it's like oh it has peppers in it and that it does that and that's it and you're good yeah i mean for me gold is the only thing mm-hmm. that made sense right like yeah. it's not bronze it's not it's not trash like those players you were talking about earlier <laughs> like and uh, it's not a macro brew or, or you know it's a beer with nothing going on it definitely has interesting things going on mm-hmm. um, it's just that i think they're not for me yeah so this is the fine but won't drink again or won't often drink yeah. it category. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, it does actually remind me that one of the reasons I picked it up is because uh, in my hometown, there was a beer that was made at a local brewery that was made with um, green chilies. It was like a green chili lager almost. Um, and the green chilies, like if you had green chili enchiladas, it's very um, like flavorful and kind of like vegetal. And it's not as spicy. It has a little bit of a spice to yeah, it, yeah. but it's not specifically a spicy pepper. Um, and that thing was awesome. I mean, there weren't a lot of people that would like it. I don't know if you would like it, uh, but I thought it tasted like, oh, I'm drinking like 
it really tastes like green peppers and beer, basically. And it was, uh, I thought it was great. And I could have a bunch of them. Um, so I was kind of hoping for something close to that because I kind of missed that a little bit. And this was not uh, on the mark at all for that. Um, it was, you know, for reminiscent. But. Like I say, I just love spicy peppers in general and chilies. Mm-hmm. So every time I see these beers, you know, I want to try them and I never like them. Yeah. It is one of those funny things that like, you know, this never pairs with spicy food, right? Mm-hmm. IPAs in general don't taste very good with spicy food because they have so much stuff going on that you're really hoping that your drink has a little bit, it's going to refresh you a little bit. Um, so it's like drinking like a really heavy red wine with like tacos. You're like, oh God, this is like. So, well, all the like Latin beers are always just yeah. bloggers. You want something really cool and cold that can refresh you after you're having that. It's like a mojito or something where you're like, I know you don't like mint very much, but uh, something that will uh, balance out what you're what you're uh, eating. That's what pairing's all about. Anyway, uh, that is how we feel about those beers. But I think it is closing time. So, uh, as always, you can reach us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Did you wait to say closing time while I was taking a sip so that I couldn't sing? Or? I did, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure that you can, you're can. you just going to c- cut that out. <laughs> that was well-timed. Well I, gu- I guess you got me this week. I got gotcha. you. I'll be on guard next time. All right. Uh, you can also find us on MTG Arena. Send us a sticker or a, you know emote. We'll be under the username Arena Regulars Podcast. If you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Zulberg, that is Z-E-U-L-B-E-R-G, on Twitter and Instagram. But Jeff, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at BluesBruiseMTG, B-L-U-E-S-B-R-E-W-S-M-T-G. Very nice. And um, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify and Stitcher. Go to our YouTube channel. Uh, We might have some new uh, videos coming up. Uh, So check those out. If they're there, give us a little uh, like and subscribe. Click the bell so you can know when we post new stuff. Yeah, that's what get to see some stone rain action. Maybe, maybe you will. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to check out, check it out to find out. You have to go, go to our YouTube to find, find out at the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that was so eloquent. <laughs> I, that's that's why I'm an actor, right? Uh, <laughs> this has been the Arena Regulars, reminding you that a lesson learned is a lesson earned. Good night. That's fine.